You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Well, what's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365 and I get amazing feedback from uh, yesterday's episode. Apparently you liked that I was fired up and I was uh, a little bit, uh, you know, extra feisty and uh, hopefully Shaquille O'Neal understands and listens to the whole episode as if he, as if he listens to the podcast, but you know, I guess we never know. But, um, you know, I think, you know, I'm a, as a futurist, one of the things that I love is that I get to not only think about you know what what is the implications of technology today, but also what is like that long term effects and how do, how do we think even big picture? And I will say, oftentimes people will be confused on, you know, Brian, I didn't think you were a live video guy, or why are you in on social audio? And if you look at like kind of like that like small factor, the, thinking about it from the standpoint of like the app, what the app enables. Often what I'm thinking about is human behavior or what are the like what are the, what's the other byproducts of ways that we are implementing things right if we if we change if we give people more options to communicate how does that impact the other ways we communicate or how does that impact even our mental health how does that impact you know our our day-to-day lives and uh, I mean anyone that's in the NFT space uh you know I think one of the things that we find out is that when someone you know meet you or you're hanging out for the first time or you're talking to them and they're like, Brian, I know you're doing all those things in the NFTs. There's usually this like gasp, like, mm, you know what? I understand what NFTs are, but I'm not really a fan. Or I think I understand like, kind of the basic concept of NFTs. I just have no interest in them for myself. Or really, Brian, like NFTs, like you're paying for expensive gifts. Like I just don't get it. And I don't even really care to get it. Right. Like you get all of those like gamut of, uh, of comments. And, and I think the truth is like, that's kind of how early adoption always works. Like, it's funny that like, cause like that doesn't bother me. It doesn't uh, ever bother me when someone is, you know, doubting or questioning because actually this is like, for me, these are the perfect opportunities for learning to understand like, what is the baseline of knowledge? Like what are, when, when someone hears the word NFT, the average person hears the word NFT, what is the first thing that comes to their mind, right? Like what is the, and then I think from there we have to work forwards or backwards. And I will say, you know, as a keynote speaker, you know, my job is to go in front of thousands of people on stage and deliver a message. And Ultimately, my goal is hopefully to relate my message to as many people as I can in the audience. And oftentimes, you know, because I am multi-hyphenate, because I'm multi-passionate, there's oftentimes the audience will be extremely diverse. Not to mention that I come on stage with like a backwards hat and bright pink shoes and I'm talking about something about like, you know, Web3 or the future of business or why you need to press the damn button or the millennial mindset or, you know, any of the talks that I've given over the years. And, and for me, I often hear people ask me a question about like, you know, how are you provide, how are you delivering this? Like so relatable or how are you, you, you were able to shift my perspective or you were getting, you were able to get me to open my mindset. 
and part of the secret for me, what I think of that is, is that I, I'm very blessed that I have a diverse background. I have a diverse circle of people that I um, interact with every single day. I consume things in all different formats in all different ways. I'm not really niched down or siloed um, in any of my behaviors that I, that I you know, um, partake in. Like, I can tell you a lot about a Tesla car yet I drive a Jeep Wrangler, which is like kind of the opposite worlds of a Tesla, right? Um, I can, we can discuss every, pretty much every sport under the sun and I'm going to know enough about it. I, I kind of, I love being tapped in there, but I will tell you one of the best ways to get people to open their mind or even, even better sometimes get people to realize that their current view is either very siloed, very jaded or very like kind of bias driven. Because usually if you get someone to recognize that their understanding of something, it's not that it's wrong, it's that it's either clouded or that it's only one person's opinion or that maybe it's jaded because of other you know, experiences. When you get someone to recognize that, all of a sudden they kind of lean in, right? Like you get them to lean in. Um, I feel like that's a song, right? Lean in. Lean out. Yeah, I'm not going to sing for you. Um, but when I, when I, that's, that's a big piece for me. And I'm going I'm to give you kind of my secret weapon to that. And that is, I love to present use cases and scenarios when I'm discussing something that someone doesn't expect or never thought of or doesn't see. Because if someone's like, oh, NFTs, you mean those millionaire bored apes that, you know, celebrities are buying um, and those other things that like, you know, these athletes are, are deploying and, and quitting or someone will say, oh, it's like the artist crypto brothers, you know, crypto boys. Like they're just a bunch of, uh, you know, degens, uh, money laundering, whatever that may be. Funny thing about it is I just kind of let that go usually. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's how it always is. But I don't know if you've thought about NFTs this way or I don't know if you thought. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've been tallying this list. Uh, this list has been going on for a while. Um, every time I think of a new use case, for NFTs, I kind of put it into this list. And I love to kind of like, for me, when I think, when I hear a problem, right? It could be my daughters talking about, uh, actually, this will be one of the examples. My daughters were complaining that, you know, their, their sister, their one sister, um, had gone to their friend's house and watched a lot of the YouTube videos, uh, the YouTube like, episodes that the other two hadn't watched yet. And they were kind of upset that they, they didn't know that whenever, you know, they wish they knew that. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I wonder how like that would work if we were, if we were tracking our digital consumption via something kind of information data that we own individually. And therefore when we are in the room with other people, we could actually have some, you know, a device or a, you know, an internet of things component that would actually take survey those that are in the room based on what you've consumed and let you know, hey, this is what everyone's consumed and this is the things that are available that no one has watched yet or consumed yet. Like, I think there's a lot of really cool real world scenarios there, but I'm going to actually walk you through a whole list of things. So uh, uh, hopefully you're ready. You're going to buckle in here. I'm going to take a little sip of my drink. All right, we're going to get into this. So we, we know that there's art. We know that there's collectibles. We know that the metaverse exists. We know that they, they can be kind of like signaling for you know, entry points into community. We know about gaming NFTs. We know about music NFTs. We know about fashion NFTs. I'm not going to talk about those. We can talk about those a different time. I'm going to now kind of come down some other categories. The first one I'm going to tackle is probably one that you haven't even, like, even like 
fathomed or, or thought about or worried about or uh, contemplated as like an option. And that is actually within kind of the enterprise workforce. And this is where I think, and this is where I spend a lot of my time. So this is where I like get excited about, right? So first thing that I like to think about is employee advocacy, right? Like how do I, how do I help incentivize? How do I help motivate? How do I help, you know, really track and in a way um, amplify and celebrate those employees that are going kind of above and beyond to talk about our business, to share our stories. And, and part of that is, you know, it's really hard right now to kind of track that data and like serve it up in a way that is kind of global through a dashboard. But what if, you know, based on, you know, certain things that you accomplished or certain things that you did or the activity of content you created, imagine if that based on the activity of content you create, it actually generates, you have to hit like a certain level that will generate an NFT and that NFT will kind of log what that activity of that employee was, both, you know, internal, external. And of course, the, the data of that NFT is stored with them. But now you are able to actually find ways to kind of like empower that employee advocacy. I also like to think about it as employee incentives or employee documentation within an organization, right? Because here's the thing. If you're a middle manager, if you're a manager of your, of your company, one of the most frustrating things I was there at when I worked for the U.S. government was that if you go talk to your team, right, I would sit down with my team and I would say, these are the things we have to work on. And if we accomplish these things, I believe I can get us a better budget for next year. I believe I can get us to be able to work um, four days a week, uh, four tens instead of uh, five days a week. But I need us to accomplish these things. Well, I think we've all been there. And oftentimes middle managers believe they go up to their boss and say, hey, can I reward my employees if they do this? They say yes. And we go and you know get our employees to work on it. But what happens a lot of the time? A lot of the time what happens is that we, we do that, we deliver, middle manager goes up to their boss and the boss is like, I'm sorry, I don't remember that happening or I don't think we're going to be able to get that approved now. There's too many things that have changed, right? Like the lack of trust that lives within an organizational org chart as well as like what people are going to actually do, what they say they're going to do is there. But imagine if there was an NFT for it, right? Imagine if it was, it was actually coded into the blockchain that said, if the team accomplish these results, they automatically get this and it's executed without any physical interaction. Well, all of a sudden now you're not having to say, trust me, we can do this. You're actually giving them something and saying you, by owning this NFT and accomplishing these things, you are going to be rewarded this. And I think like that, that to me is one of those places that is really exciting. And this can go, you know, to extremes, right? Because it can go to, you know, sales quotas. It could even go to, you know, if you get like an employee of the year, Rather than just getting like a certificate, you get an NFT that goes into your wallet, right? And I worked, you know, with the U.S. government uh, for a good while. And one of the things that I was always impressed by was that when I was working with the active duty military, they would say, Brian, hey, not, you know, this course that you're teaching to us in, in uh, you know, Daegu, uh, Korea, um, hey, it's going to go in my, my permanent record. So I need to pass the test. So I'm going to give you everything I got, right? Because they knew that their, that record that permanent record would also be tied to their promotions, their, you know, the different levels there, even some of the, their ability to, you know, pick the location that they're going to be uh, to, you know, go to next. And as employees, I think that's actually something that's missing, right? Because we've ho heard the adage, uh, you know, like, you, you know, invest in your employees so much so that even when they leave your company, they're still talking about your company because the opposite of it is like, what if I invest so much into my employees 
that they end up leaving. And you really should be saying, what happens if I don't invest into my employees? Like, where are we at in that point, right? So I actually think by empowering employees to be able to manage that, right? Because like, like, okay, I got promoted and I have an NFT for that promotion. I got awarded this and I got a promo- uh, you know, an NFT for that. And because the, the individual is holding this, right? We are decentralized. And because it is validated, because it is on the blockchain, all of a sudden now, rather than saying like, hey, I would love for you to work for this. And it's like, you're just going to give me a piece of paper or you're just going to give me, like you're going to take me out to lunch and, and like all my fellow employees are going to clap for me. Now you're actually going to be able to deliver them something tangible that they could take to other jobs. They could actually take and, and like build that credibility when they're asking for a raise. And so I think it really does shift a lot of that dynamic. What about something like employee vacation days, right? What if you were issued 10 NFTs as your employee vacation days and you got to choose how you used them. And if you didn't want to use one and you wanted to sell one or gift one to another employee, you could do that. It's up to you. It's 100% on you. Imagine how easy that would be. And remember, these are NFTs are logged onto the blockchain. They are timestamped and there's a hash there and they're trackable, right? So if someone, if we had all of a sudden someone had 30 um, days off, we would know the people that they were able to get those, those NFTs from to, to get those days off. This can go even as far as kind of bringing, you know, an employee's, uh, you know, work life into an NFT, allowing them to, you know, really even be able to, to find other places to work, right? Because one of the things that I know that existed a lot in you know, the world that I was working in for a good while was that, you know, oftentimes the best employees for certain roles were in other departments that I didn't even know they had the skill set because I didn't know that that was their that was like their passion, right? Like I ended up finding out one of my my good one of my friends, you know, he was working um, in the operations uh, department and, and really he was he was a kind of a, I guess a program manager I guess would be the the best term to kind of uh, put for what he was doing. And it wasn't until a couple of years later that I realized that he had a graphic design background. And that was massively creative there, but he couldn't find like a job in there. And he had so much experience with product management that he had kind of, you know, um, stayed in that kind of lane. But imagine if like you were able to kind of track and have like your, you know, that portfolio, that employee history, even like your sales quota, right? Like what if your sales quota as a salesperson were all given to you in NFTs and when you were applying for a job or you were trying to prove your value as someone that's in sales, you could actually give them access to like, hey, on the blockchain, you know, validated, this is actually what I accomplished, right? So this could be, that could be really interesting. And, you know, I think part of this also comes into like things like a retailer, right? Like how could we use NFTs to predict future sales? Well, part of that could be that when you are, when, when we go into a store, rather than just say, you know, on the wall, it says coming soon, right? Like I was in actually, actually uh, in the mall for the first time uh, two weekends ago with my daughters, we were going bowling in the bowling alleys in the mall. And I, re- I walked by and I like stopped because I'm a kind of a sneakerhead. And I looked over at that window and there was a pair of shoes there and it said coming soon, like new colors. And I was like, man, I took a picture of my phone of that shoe and it probably is just still sitting in my phone, right? I haven't even looked at it. I haven't even thought about it until right now. But imagine if I was able to scan a QR code and get an NFT and it said, hey, buy this now. And you now, when this shoe comes in, it is automatically yours. You don't have to interact with anyone. You just come in the store, you, f- you show your NFT, and it is now you know, burnt for you to get that pair of shoes. 
Well, now you're able to actually do some predicting of sales rather than it being kind of like the disconnected uh, silos. And you can even you can even turn e-commerce into some of the physical pieces and kind of go by vice versa. Right? I think that could be a really interesting one. One that I think would be fun uh, because I don't know about you, but when someone says, hey, this warranty is only $10 for whatever the heck you're buying, probably a, some kind of device or a monitor in my office. They're like, do you want to you wanna add the $10 to, for this warranty? And what I often tell them is, that would be great, but here's the problem. I will never know where that warranty is, paperwork goes. And even if I do, I won't know if it expires or it doesn't expire. And more often than not, I won't even know that I need, um, that I had a warranty on that. But imagine if that device could actually be linked to the warranty that NFT that you have. So all of a sudden the device goes bad. You scan the QR code on the back of that device and it pops up and says, in your wallet, you have a warranty that is still valid. Click here for that company to now send you a new product. All of a sudden warranties, which they should be, should be easily accessible and connected to the device that they actually have. I'm going to even go a step further than this. And this is one of the ones that might, you know, you might have to put like your like imagination hat on this, but imagine if our, if all of our technology was be, was able to be NFT'd to where we all know how this works, right? Like we have, we have more cables in our houses and in our lives than anything else. Like I hate cables, right? Because I have so many devices. I mean like three iPads, two MacBook pros, you know, an iPhone. I have three monitors. I have an Apple TV, Facebook portal. You know, we have, I don't know what, eight, uh, you know, wireless cameras in the house, all of these devices. But imagine if you were able to actually know what devices you had all in one location and also knowing what was comp- you know, uh, you know, compatible with other devices and tech that you were going to buy, right? Like there's nothing more frustrating than buying something, getting it, going to put it on your TV and realizing, oh my goodness, my TV doesn't do 4K resolution, right? Like the fact that we as individuals have to track that kind of thing is kind of ridiculous. It should be trackable via uh, an NFT where that NFT is then traced there. I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but we can't overlook it. Cars, I think cars as NFTs will be a big one. It'll have a what's referred to as kind of a digital twin. And I think we're going to see that linked back to um, car dealerships where a car dealer will then, you know, they will know that, hey, if that, when that car sells, I get 10% of every car that's, that, that every time that car is sold, I want to make sure that that person is taking great care of that car. I also want to make sure that, you know, that that person also is aware of other cars that are coming so that I can help them sell it so we can, you know, further our, um, our evaluation. It would also allow us to better have an understanding of how many cars are really in circulation and how many you know, are being used. And you can really add that component for, for warranties, for, you know, the idea of, you know, having the, you know, so the car doesn't, you know, depreciate in value or the, the dealership doesn't care. Uh, you know, another one, of course, is like fractionalized real estate. We've, we, I think I've mentioned that a couple of times, you know, rather than, um, you know, having to have one person and buy this big property of land where, you know, if you're, you don't know that person, you can actually fractionalize it and you could have a hundred people, you know, invest and buy that piece of land because they know that land will be worth money down the road, but they don't have the $600,000 and they don't have six friends to put in a hundred thousand dollars, but they could perfectly uh, you're capable of buying a fractionalized portion of it. Another place we could go with the, the future of like NFTs is like reserved seating or private seating at restaurants where you could actually restaurants or at locations where you could actually 
your NFT could unlock a table or a location for you on certain days. And even when you don't use it, you're still paying for it. Right. So then they, that, that piece is actually yours around that time. And, and because we know it's yours because it's on the blockchain and we're actually able to trace it, we're going to also be able to add things like internet of things and, and connect devices. And rather than us being, you know, being able, you know, kind of feeling limited, we could even sell, you know, our NFT and be like, you know what, we're moving but we loved, you know, that that window seat on uh, every other Friday night at that restaurant. We're going to sell that to our friends who I know are also going to love that. And the restaurant's going to love it because they're going to know who is going to be in that seat. And if they're not coming or they are coming, they're also going to have a, a better understanding of like where that kind of overall feel goes. Another one that I like is, um, you know, even in this idea of like, how do we track online and offline you know, interactions and our ability to kind of like scale on and scale off, right? I think we're going to start to see um, more NFT, you know, kind of, uh, you know, technology where we're, we're putting things on the blockchain, you know, in the medical record space, right? The idea, like, here's the truth. Like I have ADHD. I upload my Apple watch data to my doctor. I sign about a hundred forms to do so. But when I'm talking to a friend that has ADHD, guess what? I don't have my own data, about my own health record. I have no way of getting that. Now, I will say Kaiser Permanente, who I use, they do have a pretty good app. But don't you think, like, it's my data, my information about me. If, I, if it's my data, shouldn't I have access to it on my phone, on my blockchain, in, in my wallet, so that I could show someone and say, hey, here's some of the things that I've done for, you know, with my experience, right? Or I was in Mexico uh, a couple months ago, and I ended up trying to stop somebody from running into the woods on their four-wheeler and ended up rolling my four-wheeler and breaking my elbow. Well, I can tell you when you're in Cancun in the jungle and you break your elbow uh, on a four-wheeler, first of all, it sucks. It hurts. Um, you look like a fool. I was upside down. My four-wheeler was on top of me, gasoline pouring out, and the entire pack of people had already moved forward. But for me, like figuring out, like, how do I tell the doctor? How do I track all of them? Like, I don't own my medical records and I don't even have like insurance there, but I should be able to, you know, give access. Like this is my data. I should be able to give access to someone for a temporary amount of time because that's something that, that's going to make my life a little easier. So like the medical one, I think is going to be a lot of fun. Another one would be intellectual property, right? Like how do we know who owns what and, and, and where that's tracked? It's still too often is, you know, it's, we have to go down to the courthouse or we have to go to the, you know, find the, the actual you know, piece of paper. But what if we were able to actually have that logged on the blockchain and we were actually be all responsible for it? That also could fall into things like, you know, technology training and certification. And I will tell you, this is one that excites me. Imagine if we were able to, you know, be able to track and manage kind of someone's baseline of knowledge so that when they showed up at a, um, at a store, they showed up at a training, they showed up at, a, at an event that I'm speaking at, that people could actually log in and say, you know, here's, here's how much of the, the pre-work I did. And as, you know, as a, as a speaker, as a presenter, I could actually now see all the things that are existing in that audience. And I don't have to see it by person. I could just know the average 
understanding of NFTs in this audience of a thousand is this based on the things they've actually accomplished, not just the things they say they know, right? Like when you complete this task, you get an NFT. When you complete this task, you get an NFT. And then when you come into the room, we're going to see how many NFTs everyone has and what's the, you know, the average of those NFTs. Remember the big switch here, because a lot, I know a lot of this is like, well, can't we already do that now? Right? I know probably some of you are thinking that right now. Here's the problem. You or we or I don't actually have that physically, that, that information is not stored somewhere where I can control the access on it or I can be the gatekeeper. And so if we, right now, all that data is kind of siloed in every other place, right? Like if I, had, if I wanted to get that information, I would have to go track out all these places that's on their servers rather than it being initially stored on my server. Now, the, the kind of last place that I'll go with this, and there's a couple other, um, you know, a little bit out there examples, are, you know, the event space. I think the event space is really ready for NFTs. First off, you know, like your event ticket, uh, you know, immediately, of course, that should be an NFT. It should be a collector's item. It should be, um, it should be used for online access, offline access. It should also be uh, used to be able to track how many times you've been to this event, but what if that NFT also had the capability of having multiple NFTs where your drink tickets, your you know, merchandise that you are, if you bought a VIP ticket uh, for this event, you get an NFT that is the merchandise NFT. And let's say you look at the, the NFT, the merchandise, you're like, I don't like it. You could give that, that NFT to someone else there. You could sell that NFT to someone else there because it should be yours. Because I know I've done that. I go, I'm like, Ugh. I'm never going to wear that sweatshirt. But they're, and they're like, sorry, it's, um, it's either for you or for nobody else. We can't, you know, there's nothing we can do about it because they don't have a way to track giving it to someone else, right? That's the problem. Well, if I own, because I bought that, I own that NFT in my wallet, it's up to me to distribute that if I, if I so choose. And then that person can go in and turn it in and get what they want. Now, the other thing that we can add in here is we can actually use NFTs to incentivize or even gamify event attendance, right? We all know that like the, the evening event, the 4, the, the 4 p.m. keynote uh, in San Diego next week when I'm in San Diego, the, you know, if you have a 4 p.m. keynote, there are a lot of people that at like 3.30, they're like, you know, the beach is sounding good or, hey, I want to head over to Old Town, uh, you know, San Diego, I might as well go there now. But what if you were able to present an NFT for those that attended that last session, if you were in that last session for the entire time, you were then given an NFT based on proximity, based on the time that you walk into this location, and that actually unlocks the, the, um, the free bar tonight. So the free bar isn't for everyone. The free bar is for those that are actually fully attending and participating. Right now we're adding some of those gamifications, and really all, all you need to make that work is your mobile device an internet of things d device and some kind of geofence around where we're at, which we probably can do with technology today. We just need that universal wallet so that it is, it is validated on the blockchain. Another thing that we could do that, you know, is what if your, you know, your NFT that you get as your ticket based on the, 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 the sessions that you go to, the thing you get at the end is you get a digital piece of art that is based on what you attended. And that digital piece of art is now has its own value, has its own ability to display. You can actually keep it as a, as a digital keepsake. Maybe you can get it, even get it printed out as a, uh, as a poster or commemorative um, aspect, right? You're able, because like, let's face it, when we go to a lot of events, you know, we'll, we'll only get like 
you know, the event organizer will decide what is the collector's item um, that we receive. But what if we were able to use the NFTs that we collect to actually build a bigger NFT that would be ours that we customize to be ours? Another one is what, you know, I'm, I'm speaking at the event next week and anyone that's coming to the event, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be at three events over the next two weeks. Uh, I'll be at social media marketing world, uh, NFT LA, and then Miami NFT week. And anyone that comes and finds me, you can come and find me and get yourself a, a DYODR uh, sticker, which is do your own damn research. I'm also be I'm airdropping, I'm gifting uh, NFTs to those that come to my session. And here's the secret that I'm doing with that is I want to be able to reward people that come and see me because there's, there's five other sessions at the same time. So the thing that I'm going to do is next year's event, the same event, I've spoken at the same event for seven years now. At next year's event, I'm going to do a private meetup and the open bar and the only way you can come in the private meetup is if you are holding ADHD coin, which is a coin that, you know, that we have supporting the podcast, or if you attended my session this year and you have the NFT. And here's the best part about that, right? I'm going to actually deploy and airdrop the location and the time and the place of that event the day of just to those that have that NFT. So now I don't have to track people down. I don't have to have their email, but I get to reward those that went to my event this year, right? Or what about if all of a sudden I'm like, man, everyone in in that session that I gave them an NFT on, every one of them really wanted uh, an ebook for what I was doing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create an ebook and I'm going to airdrop an NFT that unlocks the airbook, the, the, the airbook, the unlocks the, um, you know, the online ebook for every single person, right? Because I, I gave them an NFT. That's their proof of attendance, right? That's the, the fact that I know they were there during that time and they were at that event. And then because they have that, I can also give them additional value. I can build onto that. I think that's a great one for events. The other one is think about top shots where you're able to capture moments like a slam dunk or an alley-oop. But imagine if you were able to capture moments of an event and turn them into NFTs and be able to reward people and to give them out, right? Because we've all been there, right? We went to this one event and there was like this amazing closing keynote or this one event and this musician was a guest star. Wouldn't, if you loved it, if you thought it was like the greatest experience you ever had, wouldn't you love to have an NFT keepsake of that? And if you think about it, like it's not only... a it becomes something that I get to keep, but it's a reminder of that event so that I can go to that event next time. Like I remember I did, I got to go to a private showing of Aloe Black, a, a, an amazing artist. And I tell you what, he blew the doors off of this place. And there was only you know, a couple, maybe a hundred people that are in this venue. And my only memory of it is like a really bad selfie that I took with Aloe Black behind me. Um, and I don't even remember what the event was. How funny is that? I, I think it was an IBM event or an SAP event, whatever. I don't even know. But like, imagine if I was able to capture that moment and have that in my wallet, right? And like now I have that experience. All right, so that's kind of what I have events. The last couple I have here, like, you know, we're going to see ways for us to you know, be able to pull a lot of our content, a lot of our social into places. We are also going to see a redefinition of like the credit score, like an influence score, but also like our ability to like actually be able to demonstrate like, hey, these, this is my digital footprint. This is you know, the amount of views that I get on my Twitter profile, my, my personal website. You know, we're going to be able to bring kind of like a single pane of glass of what our digital footprint is. And it's really going to allow us to you know, demonstrate credibility, maybe demonstrate you know, the influence that we do have. That's, that to me is a, another one. And then the last one I'm going to give you is one that excites me. I don't know how many of you go on 
on cruises or you go vacation at like all, all inclusive resorts. But really there's nothing worse than meeting people that are like you, right? That like the same music as you that are, you know, that are into the same like uh, activities as you. And you realize that you're on three, you're on two different sides of the hotel. And like, for me, I'm a night owl, right? And the people next to me are people that like to go to bed early and the people next to me are people that like to that don't like to have their balcony door open and listen to the, the sounds of the music. And the people next to me are people that um, you know prefer uh, that you know that they're on, you know, whatever that there may be. Imagine if we were able to, because of our NFT, the hotels, the cruise ships were able to actually allocate who was next to who on what floor based on the NFTs that we had that we gave them access to that said like, Hey, these are the things we're interested in. These are, these are our experiences. All of a sudden, you know, let's just say travel agents, hotels, you're going to able to customize experiences in ways we've never seen before. And here's the cool part. It's not even going to take a human. We're going to be able to have artificial intelligence. And we're going to say, when you, when you book this hotel, please connect your wallet. And if you would like to be, you know, to have your experience customized and make sure that you have people around you that are, that support your lifestyle or the way that you like to um, experience your vacation, give us, click this button to give us access to that part of your wallet. And when you get your room, we're going to do our best based on the AI algorithm to give you the room that is best for you. Right? Like what, what, what is really exciting about this is a lot of this can be data that we output. A lot of this can be things that we, we want. A lot of this can be manual, either us manually giving the information or the, the service manually taking it in. But the most exciting part about all of this is that when you implement it on the blockchain, when you implement it via an NFT, all of a sudden it switches because now it's, it has validity, right? Because it is, it is minted onto the blockchain as an NFT, but it's also now controlled by us because it is our data. This is our information. Like our diploma that we w- went to school and graduated college should be something that we have at our disposal, right? At, it, it, not some you know, storage bin or not having to go call the university and say, can you give us you know, a copy of our transcripts to prove that we went there? And so I think the opportunities are endless. There's even more opportunities around um, NFTs and DeFi. Um, we can even, you know, the, even the idea that like based on the NFTs you hold, you could be approved for certain loans because they, they know that the certain things that you have are worth a certain amount of money. Um, you know, even being able to, you know, get someone to, uh, you know, visit or view what you're doing, even like what our passports are, right? Like, how is that going to change? And then the last thing I think I'll just say is like, you know, what about dating? Like our speed dating? I, I, I know a couple episodes ago we talked about it, but... I would say if, if I let you see my five, yeah, actually, if I let you see my five favorite NFTs, my, the NFTs that I, the five that I love the most, you're probably going to get a better understanding and feel of who I am and what I'm about than five selfies of me on a dating app. It's true. I, I actually, I guarantee it. And maybe we'll do a future episode on that. And maybe I'll do like a blind test where I will, um, send a friend or send someone uh, a listener, you know, five NFTs for maybe another listener. And I, and then I want them to determine like who that person is or what they think about that person. And then we'll do it with someone else. I don't know. I, I'm just spitballing here for a minute, but to me, the future of NFTs are far more than a JPEG, but they can be just as much as an art piece of art. I'm a big believer that not all NFTs need to have utility. I also am a big believer that an NFT's utility can grow and be added on over time. 
I will tell you, those of you that were listening to the podcast and I airdropped you the NFT uh, 1093 or 1093, which is for our 1093 true fans. I have a couple of things that I'm maybe rolling out just for you that hold that NFT. And originally I, I was rolling out and I had a couple of things in mind. And then all of a sudden something, an, an opportunity came to me and I was like, you know what? I'm going to add that utility to this, to this NFT for all of those that hold it. Now I know some of you have sold that NFT already and might be you know, a good idea to kind of look at around and see if you can find another one or buy one off someone else. But like, that's the other part of NFTs is that the, the, the ability for us to add on value to increase the possibilities are, are really endless. The problem is today, most of the NFTs that we're, we're seeing, they're doing a lot of over-promising and under-delivering. For me, I'm a big believer in prom- making your promise, delivering on your promise, and then over-delivering again and again and again, so much so that the next time I make an ask, the next time I, I ask you to buy ADHD coin, the next time I, I ask you to buy my, you know, my PFP project, or I tell you that you know, Meta Athletes, which is an NFT that is dropping uh, very soon that I'm a, a founder of, uh, that I want you to check out metaathletesnft.com. If I tell you that, and because I've been over-delivering on the NFTs you already have, how many of you are going to jump and go do that, check that out right now? The ability and the possibilities of NFTs are endless. And I'm going to challenge you, when someone gives you that rolls the eyes, or someone is like, oh, NFTs, you got to be kidding me. You were into that? Or I don't really understand NFTs. Don't play into their, I don't understand it. Just say, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. But I don't know, have you thought about NFTs to uh, you know, redesign a hotel experience? Have you thought about NFTs that could be leveraged in a way that we control our meta- medical data on our own person and it is protected by our own seed phrase and our own individual identity? The possibilities are endless, my friends. I think the truly only thing that is impossible with NFTs are the things we haven't thought of yet. My name is Brian Fanzo. Until tomorrow, make it a good one. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own 